0: We're going to go to God's Word, and uh, I would like to uh, invite you to stand to your feet. Turn to the Book of Job, chapter forty-two. That is right before Psalms. By the way, it's Job, not Job, and it's Psalms, not Passalms, <laughs> and it's Tori. Wait, where is she? Oh, she's not in here. Not Patori. That would have been perfect. That would have been so perfect. Corey's on a smoke break. I don't know where she went. She'll be back. Okay. Job. Job 42.12. But if you don't have a job, call it job and ask the Lord for a job. Okay, Job 42.12. Job 42.12. So the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than in the beginning. Yes. Yes. That's a good place to say amen yes. or wow or dang or yes. so <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life. Yes. Yes. Even more than in the beginning. While you're standing, Psalm 27:13. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Basically what David's saying is, I'm not gonna see it just when I get to heaven. I'm gonna, right I'm gonna see it right now. I'm gonna see it right now. I'm gonna see the goodness of the Lord. I'm gonna preach from this subject. God is not through blessing you. God is not through. I know I'm supposed to be in a relationship series. I think that died and went to heaven. Well, <laughs> We'll probably resurrect that like in February, uh, but I feel like God put something on me today to tell you, God is not through blessing you. Find the most attractive person on your road. It might be you, but let them know God is not through blessing you. Come on, tell them God is not through. God is not through blessing you. You can be seated. You can be seated. God is not through blessing you. Lord, speak through your word in Jesus name. I think when most people think of the book of Job, they think of the pain and the trials um, that he went through. I think when we read chapter one, on some level, we can relate um, in the sense of the pain of life, that, that life can come at you fast and unexplainably, that, that there are moments you did not pray for or expect. Um, your, your faith is actually to, has taught you to believe for the opposite. And yet there is moments in life where there is just pain. I first want to admit that I'm grateful it's here because I'm, I'm just grateful that God didn't leave it out. Yeah, I'm glad God didn't say life's going to be perfect. Just receive Jesus as Lord. No more problems. The reality is that every person in this book had to go through some moments in life that were painful, that were frustrating, that were unexpected, and like the book of Job, unexplained. But I also don't want you to stop at chapter 1. Because how many know there are 42 chapters after that? Amen. Some of y'all didn't know that. You just read chapter one. You went, oh, this is too much for me. I'm going up a Psalms. Amen. I'm going, I'm out. Find me Psalm 23. This is too much. But theologians tell us that Job's affliction, this moment of pain in his life, from the moment it happened to the moment God began to restore his life, was somewhere between one to nine months So it was relatively, if you think about a man who lived over 140 years, a really short stint. I've learned that moments come and they're painful, but what you do with it matters because if you're not careful, you'll get stuck in it. And I'm not just talking about challenging seasons. I'm talking about good seasons. I'm talking about walking into your closet and there's your letterman jacket and you're still stuck as the varsity quarterback and you're frustrated because now you're changing diapers but you remember a day when you were exchanging numbers and if you're not careful you'll become Uncle Rico and the devil will steal what God has for you Because you'll emotionally attach yourself to a valley low or a mountain high. When in reality, moments of pain and moments of pleasure must not define you or you will get stuck in it. And so what I want to tell you is, is that God restored Job and God can restore you. That there are painful seasons, but they don't have to be the end of your life. Wow. That, that the devil might show up and try to touch you, but God said, though the weapon is formed, it will not prosper. Yes. And that everything that the enemy meant to harm you, God said, I will turn it on its head and I will make it for your good. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The thing is not good. God just makes it good because that's who God is. God can touch a dead thing and bring it back to life. That's the God I serve. I serve the God of restoration. I serve the God of resurrection. But that means I'm gonna to have to let go of where I've been to take hold of what God has for me. So I guess here's the point of my message. If I could give it to you early, I know I'm not supposed to. A good preacher waits till point three, but I'm gonna give it to you right up front. I don't know why you're here. 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 Maybe here is a divorce. Maybe here is y'all are in the middle of marriage counseling. Maybe here is you just lost your job. Maybe here is the doctor told you an unexpected diagnosis. Maybe here is the teacher told you your child has a learning disability maybe here is i actually have everything i prayed for and i'm still not happy i don't know what here is but but here is what i want to tell you that maybe you're here because the devil did it maybe you're here because you did it maybe you're here because life just does what life does because we're in a fallen world but either way you can believe for greater days I'm going to take an amen before I keep preaching. You can believe for better days, and you can believe for brighter days. Because Proverbs 4.18 says the path of the righteous is getting brighter and brighter. We're going from glory to glory. We're going from strength to strength. We're going from faith to faith. and, And God is taking us to a different place if we're willing to let go of our last place. I love this scripture in Isaiah 61. It describes the ministry of Jesus. And he says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Uh, The Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to comfort the brokenhearted. Here's what I really love. He said, he said to proclaim to the captives, you'll be released and to the prisoners, you'll be freed. This is amazing because um, those are two different reasons they're in bondage. The the captive was taken by an enemy. The prisoner was taken by an enemy. (laughs) The captive didn't choose the divorce. The, The captive didn't expect it to go down this way. The captive was trying to do everything. They, the, the captive was the tither. The captive was the person that, man, the enemy came in and stole from me and put me into a prison of circumstances that I did not expect. I, it, I didn't know it was gonna go down this way. That's the captive. The prisoner is the one who walked out on the marriage. The prisoner is the one who let anger get the best of them. The prisoner is the one that hasn't been giving. And, and, and the prisoner is the one that has ended up in situations because of their own mistakes. They deserve to be there. But I just want to tell you, whether you expected to be here or not, deserve to be here or not, whether you're in a prison because of your decisions or the devil's decisions, either way. Oh, this is good news. This is grace, y'all. Either way, God said, I can set you free. I can set you free from what the devil did. I can set you free from what you did. I can remove your sin as far as from the east, from the west. I can do a work in your life, and you don't have to be bound by your decisions or what the enemy did for you. I can set you free. I refuse to say another word till you shout. Okay, I'm done. I'm done till you... Because this is good. Okay, 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 I'm back. God is not through blessing you. God is not through blessing you. And you might feel like you've just come out of a Job season or you feel like Job right now, but I, I've come to tell you God is not through blessing you. But I think there's some things you're going to have to Do on the road to restoration. Let me give you the first one remove wrong voices. (laughs) This is crazy because God shows up. And um, you don't ever want to hear this from God, by the way. Job 42 7. I'm angry with you. (laughs) He's not talking to Job, he's talking to his friends. Because for 37 chapters, they've been sitting around a campfire. And God goes, I am so done with this because you've been lying on me. You haven't spoken accurately about me. You've been gossiping about me. You've been talking about me behind my back. You've been telling Job things that are not true. You've been been trying to theologically describe what Job's going through, but you are not representing me correctly. You've you've blamed this on Job. You've even blamed this on me, but you have not spoken accurately about me. And God says, Job, if you want to move past this moment, you are going to have to remove some voices that are keeping you stuck in what happened. See, I can't, I can't always help the voices that talk around me. Oh, but I can decide the voices that speak into me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I can't help who I got to eat turkey with in a couple of weeks. Hello. But I can decide whose voice is going to speak into my spirit and into my wife's spirit and into my daughter's spirit. I, I can't always decide who I work with. But I can decide which conversations to engage with. Some of y'all, you just got the wrong friends. I don't even know how to say it. You're like, I'm an adult. I know you are. I'm not, I'm not a youth pastor anymore. It was easy when you were a youth pastor, you know, just look at people and say, stop it. And they're like, okay, (laughs) we're 16. I can't tell y'all what to do, but if I could help you, I would tell you, you might be in a circle that is keeping you stuck. Yeah. And, and, and for what God does, God shows up and he addresses the friends in Job's life. Before he addresses Job, he addresses his friends. 37 chapters, 37, 30, yo, 37 chapters of his friends lying on God and Job just takes it. And eventually God goes, I am so tired of these lies. I'm going to break this thing. Y'all, you have to be, you have to be careful of the voices you allow in your life. So here's what God told Job. If you want to move beyond this moment, you will have to move beyond these voices. Am I preaching the truth this morning? If I want to move beyond this moment, I'm going to have to move beyond these voices. Let me give you a few voices with this up. Number one is the voice of fear. The voice of fear. Like, let me me talk to you all real quick about the news. The news. It's called the news. It's not the news. It used to be the news. How much of that can you actually watch before fear enters your soul? Because all it is is propaganda. I don't care if you're if you're red or blue, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, it doesn't matter. They're just telling you a narrative. You can't watch an hour of CNN and an hour of Fox and get balance. You don't get balance because they're both just propagating fear. They don't they don't want you to be informed. They want you to be disturbed. Right. Come on. Come on. They make their buck on that. Wow. I'm not telling you to stop watching the news, but I would tell you, you need to know when to say no. You need to know when to say, oh, the same thing that 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 they said yesterday, they're saying now. Oh, the same thing that Hannity just said, Tucker's saying, and the same thing right. Tucker's saying, and, and, and the same thing, I don't know the other guys, but you know, like... And it's just on and on and on and on and on. And eventually you have to go, okay, that's a, like, how many things can you repost on Facebook about how bad America is before you start believing it to the point that you lose hope? There's a transgender doing a thing at a library. Ah, I get it. Like, I get, but don't take your kids. But don't, like... Y'all don't want to hear the truth. Okay. No, I'm serious. Because all you've done is you've wound yourself up. And probably wound up like one random on Facebook. And now you're in an argument 10 miles long. And eventually, you just have to cut it all out. Well, Trump's going to... Trump. I get it. Whatever. But just... Eventually, you just got to go, okay, that's enough, because it's actually not helping anything. Listen, vote your values, be informed, know what you believe, but don't live in fear. Yeah? And by the way, don't you dare post and not vote. I'm getting old. I'm getting, I got, these gray hairs are coming in now. Can you believe that? Did you vote? No, I mean, I didn't have time. I said... <laughs> Number two, voice of conduct. <laughs> Where am I? At? Where am I? At? Voice of unbelief. Voice of unbelief. There's there's this voice that wants to shut up the miraculous in the church. <laughs> Mark chapter ten. Bartimaeus goes to. Jesus, and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And immediately the crowd around him, religious people, religious people, not Satanists, not atheists, not people of a different religion. The the Jewish people, just like him, went, shut up. Isn't that amazing? That's why I'll never tell someone to be quiet when they want to praise the Lord in church. Even if it's a hair distracting at times. No, I'm serious. Should we address that person? I ain't going to address Bartimaeus. Well, if we could just keep it, tone it down. I just want to tone it down. Can you imagine that at the Knights game today? Tone it down. Tone it. Inside voice. Inside voice. How are we going to get so radical for some dudes chasing a little black thing around the ice, and then we come into church like, well, you know, just stay with the volume of the room. No, no, no. Uh, we're never going to do that. We're going to let Bartimaeus shout because we are not gonna tolerate a voice of unbelief that tries to keep us cute, cold, calm. We're gonna be a little crazy. It's gonna be a little bit of a culture shock for people when they first walk in, like, oh, this is rowdy. Yes, it is. It's only gonna get rowdier. It's only gonna get louder. From the moment we started in February 2018 to now, it's only gotten louder. It's only going to get louder because if there is a place for people to really express their passion, I think it ought to be right here, right now at God's house. If anyone feels like standing, this is a good time to let God have some praise and say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. No inside voice in church. By the way, I feel that on, on Sundays I'm preaching and I, I can always see people and they're like, and what they're, and they're, and they're having a, a, a mental battle. And the battle is, are we allowed to stand? or There is no glue on your seats. You can jump up as much as you want. You ain't gonna distract me. You're only gonna encourage me, okay? <laughs> Imagine the hockey players, hey, don't touch the class, guys. Don't touch the class. <laughs> Oh, they get hyped. Okay. Voice of unbelief. Number, number, number three, the voice of condemnation. The, the, the men bring, the religious men bring a naked woman to Jesus and they go, we caught her in the act of adultery. Okay. In the act. Uh, that means where's the guy? Well, let me tell you, it was one of those jokers. Yeah. By the way, religion will always devalue women, always. I'm not gonna speak to what's going on in our nation right now with certain preachers, but they will always devalue women. And they'll tell women to go home instead of do everything God's called them to do. Yeah, always. There's always gonna be that. You'll you'll always know a house that, that is rejecting the Holy Spirit by how they treat women. Wow. Hmm. I got a little attitude this morning. I'm sorry. It was that second cup of coffee, Alan. It got me a little And they go and they go, they go, the the law says stoner, what do you say? <laughs> okay. If you want someone to be judged, never throw them at the feet of Jesus. Big mistake (laughs) of course he says he who has no sin cast the first stone he begins to draw something in the ground most people believe it was probably the name of the man who was sleeping with her or maybe all the names of the men with their own sins next to them we don't know exactly what he wrote whatever it was cleared the room (laughs) and he goes where are your accusers and she said "I, I don't I don't have any, he goes, well, neither do I. Let me just tell you something. The voices that say you're unqualified, you can't do it, you don't have enough, you're not talented enough, you're not good enough, you've made too many mistakes, you've gone too far, all of that, none of that is Jesus. Because what Jesus wants to do is clothe you, he wants to pick you up, he wants to put you on your way. Yes, will he challenge you to go and sin no more? Of course. But can I tell you, you're gonna sin some more. Oh, you know, Jesus said, go and sin no more. Oh, have you stopped sinning? We're not trying to, but we do. And when we do, we go back to Jesus and he covers us again. We reject the voice of condemnation. And you need to be careful with people in your life that will, that will absolutely devalue the dream that's in your heart. And they do it with condemnation. And what it does is it takes your confidence from taking the step. Yeah. Okay. How about, how about the voice of dishonor? We talked about this a couple weeks ago, 2 Kings chapter 7. Oh, come on, Elisha. Come on, bro. You expect us to believe that? Trapdoors from heaven. breads is going to come for it. Come on. Dishonor looks like eye rolling. Dishonor has a sound. You want to hear the sound? <laughs> Second campus. <laughs> miracle, miracle offer. <laughs> pastor Jaben, You got to call him pastor. <laughs> what, you got a little bat cave over there. <laughs> Dishonor. I'm, I, man, we, we just won't put up with it. And I've never even preached on honor yet because nope. not, we're not building it on, on like, I'm the man of God, uh, but I live it. Yeah. I am a really honorable person, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I really show it. And any, any man of God or woman of God who is in our life yeah. is directly affected by our honor. I mean, we, we do not play around with this and, we, and I really value honor. And I don't care if you call me Jabin or bro or Pastor Jabin, but, but, but dishonor is a tone more than a cultural phrase, right? It's a tone. It's a, it's a, it's a tone. It's a, not a, it's a vibe. It's a, it's, a it's a tone. It's a tone. It's a tone. It's just a tone. And, and, and it is so easy for the devil to get you into just dishonor. Bible says that dishonor and familiarity, it breeds contempt. It, it just it just kind of leads to you you can no longer see what God's doing in your life and you can no longer see the gifts that God's put in your life. Uh, but man, we we don't we don't want to ever dishonor, we don't ever want to dishonor God's word. Yeah. We don't ever want to dishonor the worship you know, we don't ever want to dishonor, hey, service is ending, altar call, most important moment of the day, and then it's like, oh, but man, I got to get my kids and get parking, and I don't want to deal, it's like, no, 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 we honor. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah we get here on time. Yeah. You know, and I'm not judging anyone because there was probably four people in here when worship started, but like, no, we honor that. we honor our time, amen. We honor, all right, I'm not getting any amens. We honor, it's okay, I don't need them. I don't preach for amens. But we honor, man, service starts at 1045. We're here on time because we honor God's. It's all honor, 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 honor. We just, we just show honor. We, we honor each other. We honor people above us. We honor people who are at our level. We honor people that we're raising up. We show honor, honor. And we're not gonna deal with the voice of dishonor because dishonor will always kill the miraculous in a church. That one went over like a lead balloon, Jay. I'm going to go to number five, voice of temptation. Voice of temptation. Uh, If you are the son of God, Matthew 4, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Isn't that amazing that the temptation was about something that wasn't sinful? Can I preach? It it wasn't, Jr. it wasn't, if, if you're the son of God and you can do whatever you want, come into this strip club go take the tithe and put it on black. <laughs> nope. It was something that actually wasn't, like it's not a sin to eat bread. Yeah. Come on, Jim rats. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Everyone on Keto is like, it's a sin. It's in the Bible. Okay. Uh, Jesus would end up multiplying bread, breaking bread, eating bread at communion, calling himself the bread. It had nothing to do with bread. It had to do with timing. It was, it, was, it was the fact that the devil wanted him out of his timing, doing it his own way. And a lot of temptation is not about tempting you to do something terrible. It's about tempting you to do something that isn't terrible at a terrible time. Good preaching. Sometimes temptation is even like honestly. Thursday I was supposed to fly to Florida to attend a conference. Had every intention to go, but then Sunday I got the call to go to Charlotte. So that was three days I wasn't expecting to be out away from my family. Then Monday, so 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 I do Charlotte Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then Monday we have Kevin Gerald here. We're hosting him, and now I'm supposed to leave Thursday again to go to Florida to attend a conference. I had every intention to go. But I realized, wait a minute, but I was just out and I wasn't planning on that. Now I'm going to be out again. And so I have a good thing, a conference, but I have this God thing named Goldie. I've got this God thing called Shannon. Woo! <laughs> and I've been doing Orange Theory, so I've been feeling a little more swag lately. And so... I had to decide. I had to decide Holy Ghost conference date night mate night. Y'all better know what I chose. Okay, don't be offended. My point is it's not always about sin and righteousness, sometimes it's just about I know in my knower what's best for me and my family yes, yes. and that's not be- it's good it's just not best it's good it's just not great it's good it's just not God wow. mm. so good. number two mm. replace complaining with gratitude come on. Come on. oh my God yeah. I'm gonna I'm let that person clap it out till we start get, get this room going come on clap who was that I don't know who was that don't quit on me get it going She tried. Did you all hear that? She was like, No one? Really? Thank you. You get an A. You get an A. Um, Job 42:5. Lord, I heard about you, but now I've seen you with my own eyes. And I take back everything I said. Job's like, My bad. And I want to show you my repentance. I'm I'm sorry, Lord, that I said all those things about you. I'm sorry that I've been sitting in complaining for months and months and months. I'm sorry. (laughs) I found that complaining and gratitude are like a GPS system. And they're leading me somewhere. But I've also learned that I cannot get to my destiny, my destination, if, Complaining is in my coordinates. Like, we live northwest of here. We live northwest of, of this church. I cannot get to my house driving southeast. And I might want to. And I might say, no, but, I, but I, that's how I want to get home. But you don't, you don't get home from here driving southeast. You can only get to my house driving northwest. Northwest. And I think what we tell God is, God, I want to get where you want me to get. I just want to get there with a bad attitude. And I want to to get there salty. And I want to get there proving people wrong. And I want to get there shoving it in their face. And I want to get in there with complaints. And I want to get in there with a chip on my shoulder. And the Holy Ghost says, I am so much more concerned about making you look like Jesus than getting you to a place. (laughs) So if I want to get home, I need to go northwest. And if I want to fulfill my destiny, I'm going to have to replace complaining with gratitude. Uh, Where I want to go requires a new language. It requires new verbiage. It, it requires a new dialect. I can't, I can't get there talking like this. I, I'm going to have to learn the language of the kingdom. I'm going to have to learn the language of my destiny. The language that got me here will not get me there. So I'm going to have to learn some new things in order to walk in everything that God has for me. Uh, this is amazing because God shows up to Job and... Um, he didn't answer any of Job's questions. He didn't go, well, you know, Job, here's why it happened, and here's why this happened, and here's why that happened. He didn't, he didn't say any of that. He, he just showed up to Job, and Job just looked at him and went, I'm sorry. <laughs> By the way, let me just give you some protocol, uh, Christian protocol. When people are going through hell, they don't need a perfect little line or statement from you. They don't need a screenshot of your daily devotional. They don't need Psalm 23. They know Psalm 23. When they're going through hell, they need you. Listen to me. When people are going through hell, they don't need your mouth. They need your ear. They need your heart. The Apostle Paul said in Romans 13, when people are weeping, you don't preach to those who weep. You don't sing to those who weep. You don't prophesy to those who weep. You don't tell people who are weeping, get over it, God's good. You don't send YouTube sermons to those who weep. You weep with those who weep. Because what a cute little phrase may not say, a tear can say. What a YouTube sermon cannot say, a hug can say. And you're weeping, and therefore I'm weeping. And when you wake up tomorrow weeping, I'm going to wake up tomorrow weeping. And as long as you're hurting, I'm hurting because we're a part of the same body. And if one part of us hurts, we all hurt. And if one part of us is in pain, we're all in pain. And I never want City Light to be the perfect church of perfect answers for perfect people. I want this to be a church that... Their heart breaks for people who are going through things. And we can just tell people, we don't have all the answers. We don't know all the answers. We do know Jesus is the answer, but not even the answer gave us all the answers. But here's what we can do. We can love on you. We can hold you. We can cry with you. We can worship with you. We can pray with you. We can praise with you. And if you're getting better, we're getting better. But we ain't moving until you get better. And we're not in a hurry because God's not in a hurry. That's the kind of church I want to go to. (laughs) But Job has this encounter with God and it leads to worship, repentance, and awe. Here's what I want to say. I I never get up here and go, oh man, I need the perfect word for these people. I need need the perfect little tailor-made word for Hector and his wife and their kids and I need it to be. You know what my prayer is? My prayer is, Jesus, can you show up? Because I reckon if you show up, that'll do a way better job than all of our rehearsals and all of my study and all of my notes and the, and the beautiful sound and the beautiful, and we're going to do all of that. But if we do all of that and you don't show up, this is a really bad concert. This is a really unorganized TED Talk. But if the Holy Ghost will show up, Yeah, 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 yeah. If the Holy Ghost will show up, God, you can do something that we can't do. And so I'm believing for this. I'm believing that people will say about City Light and about God when they come here what Job said. I've heard about you. I heard about you, but I heard you were angry, and I heard you were mean, and I heard you were frustrated, and I heard you were judgmental, and I heard you were mad at me, and I I heard people like me couldn't go to a place like this. God, I heard about you, but now. Come on, everybody, say, but now. Say it again. Say, but now. One more time, say but now, come on. But now I've seen you, now I've experienced you. I've had a God encounter and I don't have all the answers and I don't know all the things and I don't have it all worked out, but I do know God is good and I do know God is here and I do know God is near and I do know you have a plan for my life and I do know you're for me and I do know you're not against me and so I'm gonna worship you. And people might walk out of church and go, Yeah, so I still got a mess at home. But now. And I'm going to make it. Because I've experienced Jesus. And He's going to help me. God is not through blessing you, God is not through. Blessing you. I know you gave up. God is not through blessing you. God is not through blessing you. Lastly, um, receive your double portion. Come on. Your double portion. Job 42.10. The Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, like, dang, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. (laughs) Uh, In an earlier chapter, Job uh, said something without, see, Job didn't have the Bible. So Job didn't know what he didn't know. So when Job goes through hell, he goes, well, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but he didn't have the Bible. <laughs> well, there's a party outside. Okay. They're having a revival in the lobby. Cause if you look, 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 look at me. Cause if you know the Bible, you know, God doesn't take away. God just gives. Let me try that one more. If you, if you know the word, it didn't say for God so loved the world that he giveth and taketh away. No, no, no. For God so loved the world that he gave. God's a giver. God's never a taker. God gives, 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 gives. So Job said the Lord gives and takes away cuz Job didn't know the Bible, but now we got the Bible. And and so God goes, "Job, I'm going to correct your theology, but I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to be mad about it cuz you didn't know no better. So I'm going to I'm going to give back everything you lost." Uh, in fact, let me teach you a little something about who I am. I'm the God of overflow. I'm the God of more than enough. I'm the God of new beginnings. I'm the God of the land flowing with milk and honey. I'm not El Chipo. I'm Let's <laughs> go. I'm Jehovah Jireh. I'm the God of more than enough. I'm the God who provides. I'm the God of double, 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 double. Double, 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 double. Look at your neighbor. And tell him God has given me double for my trouble. I five somebody else. Tell him God has given me double. Play that piano. Double for my trouble. Because when God gives it back, He doesn't give it back in its original form. Let's go. You don't. Put an apple seed in the ground to get an apple. You get a tree, and you get apples on apples on apples on apples on apples on apples, and seeds on seeds on seeds on seeds, and you get more and more and more. And when when you lose, and maybe you lost because you did it, and maybe maybe the devil took it. It don't matter. When God gives it back, He doesn't give it back in its original form. He gives you double. Wow, the Lord gave it back to Joe. In fact, actually, when I, when I start counting it, he gave him double sheep and double lambs and double cows and double kids and double, 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 double for my trouble. Double for what I lost. This is you can be seen. This is what God does. This is, this is how God works. The old preachers used to say, never forget this, by the way, because it's still good. I actually only like old stuff, by the way. If it's new, it's not God. So the old preachers used to say, for real, the old preachers used to say, you can't outgive God. And it's true. And by the way, devil, you can't outsmart God. Book of Proverbs chapter four says, catch a thief and he'll have to pay back seven times. Book of Joel chapter 2 says it like this in the years I'll restore the years. Man, Jabe, and our marriage has had a few tough years. I'll restore the years. Man, I've been in a tough season. I'll restore the years. Man, I feel like man, I feel like it's been after me. I'll restore the years. Man, I feel like it's been loss after loss. I'll restore the years. I don't feel like I can catch my breath. I will restore. I feel like the devil is swarming all around me, all around my thoughts. All I will restore the years the swarming locusts have eaten. God can hit the fast forward button. don't look at Jasmine like that. Who said that? If you were talking back, you wouldn't even heard her, but y'all too conservative. (laughs) I'm like, I'm driving that spirit out right now. I am so driving that out. Sorry. It's not you. It's a spirit that's like, Hey, I came here to spectate. But when someone initiates this, like, Okay, sorry. Please come back next week. God is not through blessing you. God is not through. I know it feels like loss after loss after loss, but God is not through blessing you. I know it's been challenging, Joe, but God is not through blessing you. I know it's been tough, but God is not. Maybe God brought you to this crazy church to hear from a crazy preacher because he's not through blessing you. Don't quit now, don't give up now. Don't continue to sit around the campfire with the wrong voices another moment. God is not through blessing you. It's time to hear the voice of faith and receive everything God has for you. Come on, if you really believe that God is not done with you, he's not done with your marriage, he's not done with your children, he's not done with your family, he's not done with your future, he's not done with you. Come on, let him know that you're grateful today. God is not through blessing you and I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. You could be seated. Father, thank you for your word. I'm praying, restore the years, Lord, the months and the weeks, the decades maybe. We refuse to get stuck in a valley or stuck on a mountain. We thank you today, you are not through. Bless your people and infuse us with hope and faith for our future. In Jesus' name.